You're listening to Heavenly Warriors, the podcast for anyone who wants to learn the supernatural truth they won't teach you in traditional churches. I'm your host, former atheist turned exorcist, Rick Bell. I've been a cop, a champion kickboxer, an author, a professional entertainer, and a few other things. And I'm here to tell you, whether you believe in the supernatural or not, doesn't matter to the dark world. In fact, they prefer you don't believe because it's easier for them. The truth is, you have invisible enemies who want to rob you, attack your family, keep you broke and sick, and destroy all the things you've worked for. This podcast will help train you to keep that from happening. In this episode, we're going to talk about four recognized levels of demonic influence. First of all, when I became a Christian back in 1980, I was an atheist. Some of you know my story. And I didn't know anything about anything. I was raised as a Catholic, but in name only. I could care less about church. I had to go to Catholic school the first first grade and second grade, and then I was able to go to public schools. I never clicked with religion in any way, and I still don't to this day, actually. Religion is not anything I've ever been interested in, certainly not as a kid. So I was an atheist when I, I grew up. My story, my testimony is, is out there in a lot of places. But I, was, I didn't have any knowledge. So when I became a Christian, I was a baby. You know, the born-again thing is real. It, it really happened to me. I, had, I saw a white light, and I was an atheist, and my, my whole personality changed in an instant and I became a new person. I was literally born again. But I was a baby. I didn't know anything. The people who led me to the truth uh, that there's a God out there and this, his son named Jesus died, and he had to, to win back this world that we lost in the fall of man. That's a long story. You've probably heard it a few times. If you hadn't, I encourage you to look it up. But I didn't know anything. The people who led me to faith told me I needed to be taught and nurtured as a child, as a baby Christian. I was an adult. I was 21 years old, but I didn't know anything. So that, they said, get into a church, which I did. And I learned and I was excited. I, you know, when you're in the first grade and you're a little kid and you're coloring, it's, it's, it's fun. I kind of liked the first grade, everything except the reading part and the writing part. I liked everything else. I liked coloring. I liked recess. I liked lunch period. That's pretty much it. But I loved the first grade. So I got in church, got involved, started going. But I found out before very long that the information I was learning as the years went by stayed in the first grade level. Now, I went to multiple different churches. I've been to pretty much most of the mainline denominational churches to try them. I've been a member of it, part of it for a while. I happen to be a professional musician, entertainer. You know, I make a living doing that. And I am a vocalist and I play multiple instruments. And so many churches want to have me involved in their music program. That's what I do for a living. And of course you don't normally get paid to do that in a church, which is fine. I don't care. It's not that. But they were always pretty much welcoming me in that way until I would start 
asking questions or uh, wanting to know a little bit more. And I realized one day I was being taught the same first grade information 10 years into the thing. Every church I would go to, it would be a variation on that first grade level stuff. There was not any deeper teaching, but I knew there, was, there were deeper subjects. There were more things that I needed to know. So as time went on, uh, things would happen. And after my born-again experience, man, I was on cloud nine for a while, underlined for a while. I was happy, happy, happy. All my troubles kind of vanished, and I was in a good place. My personality changed. Everything was working well for me. That starts to wear off after a while, just as a child grows up. You know, when you have little three-year-olds running around, they are the most precious things on the earth. I perform every week uh, at different places, and it's family, uh, family uh, performances, restaurants and things like that. And they'll have kids there, and the kids are just drawn to the stage and to the guitar and to all of that stuff, you know. And I love it. But the little kid grows out of that three-year-old cuteness, and then they're a 13-year-old with a whole different attitude and personality and everything. So you can't keep them in that three-year-old. They grow up. They, they change. They have to have more. And if, imagine if you just kept them on, you know, feeding them baby food and wearing baby clothes. Well, it doesn't work. It's the same thing with Christians. We don't stay in the first grade. But unfortunately, the church system, the church model is built around that first grade, maybe second grade stuff. The motivational, feel good, you're saved, rah, rah, rah. All you have to do to defeat the devil is tell him to get behind me. Get thee behind me, Satan. I was taught all that stuff. The problem is it doesn't work. You know, I've lived through it. It doesn't work. And now as someone who was called into doing deliverance exorcisms back in 2012, who didn't know anything about that, but the Lord called me into it and put me on a fast track to train me and put me in circumstances and situations and connected me with people in miraculous, supernatural ways that I would have had no way of ever connecting with. People who I'd read their books and seen them on television and were famous in that deliverance field, the exorcism field, all of a sudden, within a week, I'm with them. I'm literally with these people that I, I knew about them from Christian circles, but I, you know, how would I ever meet them? It was a godly thing. So that in 2012, that's when it started for me. And all these years, I've learned and learned and learned and immersed myself. Uh, I have a tendency when, I, when I'm into something, I really, really get into it. Everything I've done in my life, I've really gotten into it. I was a martial arts instructor forever, and I ended up earning a seventh degree, seven degree black belt, and being an instructor and being a champion kickboxer, because I just, the only way I know to do is to go all in with music. I've been playing since I was a kid. I, you know, self-educated musically, I teach at a college level music, music theory, whatever, but I immerse myself in it. I did the same thing with deliverance and how it all worked. And 
it's really mostly on the job training and oh, there's an uh, there's a lot to it. There's too much to go in in one podcast. But I want to tell you today about some things that uh, will help you understand how that dark world works. So there are four basic recognized levels of demonic influence. The first one is something called vexation, demonic vexation. That is when you were physically attacked by things, things happen. Your car, all in one week, let's just say hypothetically, in one week, your car breaks down, your washing machine breaks the dog bites a neighbor kid. Uh, you know, the air conditioning unit at the house goes out. And this all happens in one week. That can be demonic vexation. People always say, well, it's just bad luck. There's not so much of a thing as luck. If you could see into the spirit world all around you, you would know there are cause and effect things going on. It's not luck, good luck, or bad luck. It's how things are set up and what's, what's happening. So vexation is the first thing. Sometimes you can have physical attacks on your body. I know my wife had uh, came home one day. She works in an office that's haunted. It's an old dental. She's a, a dental assistant. And she works in an old house that was converted to a dental office many years ago. This house was built around the turn of around 1900. She came home with three scratches down her back that were demonic in nature she didn't put them there she couldn't reach she was in the room by herself in the lab they're working on you know dental stuff that they work on and these three burning scratches went down her back i i i saw it i mean i have pictures this is not something i saw on you know the discovery channel this is real stuff so that was a vexation of the spirit entities in that house they're real the spirit entities are real I'll talk a lot more about that on these podcasts because one of the things the Lord led me into was doing paranormal investigations and ghost hunting and things like that. The church doesn't understand any of that. They'll tell you, don't do that. Don't do. The Lord told me the opposite. He said, how are you going to defeat an enemy if you don't even know how they operate? He told me to learn everything I could about the paranormal, the supernatural, how they operate. Now, that doesn't mean I immerse myself in their world and follow what they do, but I want to know what they do and how they do it. Imagine trying to fight a war as an army with no intelligence. How do you think we won World War II? It was on enemy intelligence. You have to find out what the enemy is doing and how he's moving behind the lines. I can assure you the things I've learned over the last 10 years or so are mind-boggling because they're so far beyond what the church even understands. How these how this dark world operates, how these psychic people they know things and they can tell you things. How the, the world of witches and witchcraft works and why spells work. Those things are not just hocus-pocus, make-believe. They're real, and they can affect you, and they can make you sick. And I've been a victim of it. I know they are very real. But that's not to say that you go to, you know, fortune tellers and listen to what they say. No, do not do that. The demons will lie to you and tell you things and all of that. But, 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 
If you are a mature Christian, you have discernment. You have enough discernment to sit in and listen to what these people are saying and learn from it, glean from it. You've got to you've got to grow up. You've got to be a little bit, you know, more mature than you are. But if you have a dis- discernment in your spirit, you can talk to someone. In other words, if you're a, a mature Christian, you can talk to a Harry Krishna or a Jehovah's Witness or whatever without wanting to convert to that. <laughs> if you're mature in what you are and and you've walked through some things, you can witness to people of other faiths and try to bring them into our faith. That doesn't mean you're going to be converted to them if you're talking to them. A person that goes out and has a street ministry to homeless people, that doesn't mean they're going to be the street minister is going to be converted to a homeless person because they're out talking to them, trying to you know build relationships with them. So I said all that just to say, common sense would tell you we need to know how the dark world operates because something's going on in the dark world right now. All around us, you see it play out in America. You're seeing it play out around the world. The lying in the government, the, the way they are lying to us on an ongoing basis about so many things. And that, again, is another podcast. But the Lord told me to learn all I could from about that psychic world, that paranormal world, how they work. And that's the key to, to defeating them is knowing how they operate. It is not enough to simply invoke Scripture to beat them back. That doesn't work. And take my word for it. You can try it. You can see. It might work for a day or two. The demons might retract just to make you think, oh, yeah, that's working. But they'll come right back with a vengeance and bring seven of their buddies with them. So there's a little bit more to this. Let's move on to the second recognized level of demonic influence. The first one is vexation. Like I said, those are physical attacks on your body or on your your car. Your Things happen to you. Vexation. Bad luck, some would call it. Number two, the level is infestation. That is when demonic spirits will attach themselves to a, let's say, a house. Everyone's familiar with a haunted house situation. Fairly early in my training, um, and it was fast-track training, uh, someone approached me about coming to a house and doing a deliverance, an exorcism in the house. The uh, minister I was under at that time, the deliverance minister who was training me, was too busy at that. He had too much going on. There's a tremendous demand for deliverance, exorcisms, especially now, more than ever. It's increased. So anyway, he couldn't do it, so it, it fell to me to do it. I was in training under him. So the person came to me and wanted me to come to this house of their friend who had some issues. It was a haunted house, <laughs> and there are a lot of them. It was an old two-story house, and I remember walking into the house and feeling... Odd, you know, feeling an oppression, not recognizing at the time what it was. I just knew something was didn't didn't feel right, and I happened to be uh, an empath, which is just I'm real sensitive to things. I didn't didn't know that, but I'm an intuitive empath, and that's not some new age thing. I'm a, listen. I'm a born again, spirit filled, tongue talking Christian. 
laying hands on people, you know, casting out demons. That's what I am. I'm not a new ager, but I'm telling you, I'm an empath. <laughs> the, the things are real. Look it up, you, and you may find that you're one of those. It just means I feel things so much deeper, and I can pick up on things. The Holy Spirit shows me things, not, not my spirit guide. The Holy Spirit teaches me and shows me things about people when I'm ministering to them, and I'm telling them their life story and you know everything that hap- has happened to them. How would I know that? I'm not a psychic. I don't have a psychic hotline, but the Holy Spirit shows me things that I need when I'm doing deliverance on people, and it's... I could talk for hours about all that, but let's just stay on the subject. So an infestation is when you have haunted activity around your house. Things move. Things fall off shelves. Just weird stuff. And it happens more and more and more. So that may be um, happening in your life. The third level, first level is vexation, physical attack. Second level, infestation. Your house is haunted. Your environment is, is haunted. Third level is oppression. That's when the demonic spirits, the powers, the dark powers, attack your mind. Like when you're suffering from lack of sleep, you can't, you can't sleep at night. Um, insomnia. You have bad, crazy dreams on a regular basis. That is a type of oppression. That is when demonic forces are attacking your mind. You'll start having maybe crazy thoughts that you wouldn't normally have. Thoughts maybe of suicide or stuff. That's really not in your character to do that. You're under oppression, demonic oppression. The fourth level is the only level that people think about when they think about demonic activity, and that is possession, the level of being possessed by the demons. Now, that's the extreme. That's the far end of it. Is it real? Yeah, it's real. Have you ever heard of a guy named Charles Manson? You can look at the guy and tell he's possessed. You can look at his eyes, that little swastika that's carved in his forehead. You can listen to any interview with him, and you'll be mesmerized. You'll be drawn into the way he speaks. It's demonic. He's an example. I'm just That's an example of, if you want to see what a possessed person looks like, I've seen a few of them, and he's one of them. Adolf Hitler was demon-possessed. You can't do the things he did and order the, the murders of people like he did and not be possessed. That's when the demonic entity takes over your personality, your thought process. And, in, and it's only done when you surrender that to them. You give them the access. All of this stuff is done with permission. Some of it is tacit permission. You don't even know you've given the permission. That's why you have to learn what to do and what not to do, and how it all works. You have to know how the dark how the dark side gets permission from you to do these things. But possession, the, the final step, the Catholic Church calls it perfect possession. That's when your entire personality is taken over by a demon. Now, you probably know people who are possessed. They won't walk around all the time manifesting. That means where the demons come up and their that personality comes up. That personality may stay down in them, but they are owned by this demonic entity, and their actions, the fruit of their life, what they do, will show that. It will show that they are controlled by something that's not good, the choices they will make. And then from time to time, you'll see this monster come up out of them. 
That is typically a possessed person. Those are the people who, when they get around deliverance ministers, sometimes they can't stand, they can't keep the demons down. The demons will start coming up. We, I started a church. It was a deliverance ministry, basically, in, a, in the center of downtown in like the homeless section. And it was in a building that housed homeless people. It was low-income housing. So it was infested with um, demonized people and uh, possessed people. And they would walk in off the street. The very first service I had there was on a Wednesday night, and a possessed guy walked in. Oh, you know, they're homeless. They're walking up and down the, down the street, and he said he was drawn. He said something pulled me in here, and he totally walked in like a zombie, and he just manifested right there off to the side. He was standing off to the left side of, I remember it vividly. He was a big guy, looked like an American Indian, Native American Indian, Young man in his 20s, muscular, very muscular, very big. But he, he he stood there and his fists clenched by his side and he started shaking. It it was a it was a manifestation. He was possessed. That happened multiple times. It happens all the time. But if you're in this world, if you roll in this um this this supernatural, if you're a deliverance minister and you put yourself out for that. Now, you can just hold it in and, you know, not let anyone know, but the demonic people, the people with demons in them know when you're around them, whether you're saying this or not. If you run into them in public in Walmart, a total stranger, and you converse with them, you'll see that as a deliverance minister with an anointing for deliverance, that means there's something in me God has put in me that stirs up those demons, and I, I have an ability to you know, fight with them, to combat them in the spirit world. And that's what I'm trying to teach you to do, you know, little by little. But it's not something you just jump up and go go do, or you'll end up like the sons of Sceva in the Bible. And you can look up that story, the sons of Sceva. <laughs> they weren't ready to go do deliverance. And so it's not necessarily for the faint of heart. There's an awful lot to it, as I've learned over the years. But those are the four levels I wanted to go over. Level one of is vexation, demonic activity uh, to your stuff. Level two is infestation. You're in a house. You're in an environment where it's infested. Think of like with roaches, but they're demons. Level three is oppression. Your mind is being attacked. Depression is hitting you. You know, thoughts of anxiety and all, all those things, that is oppression. The fourth level is possession, where the, the demons literally take over. They move in with you, and you're not the same. You may have a, a son or a daughter who you believe is possessed. They're just different. They're not the same person that they were that you knew. That's very likely, possibly, they could be possessed. That. Get out of your mind that every time a person's possessed, they're going to look like Linda Blair and the exorcist, and their head's going to spin around, and they're going to spit out green pea soup. Stuff like that happens, but very rarely. Usually not, because the person who's demonized, the demons don't want to manifest like that. They don't want you to even know they're there. That's their best defense is to be disguised and not know. Yes, that's my cat in the background. I'm sorry, but she I left the door open, and she's quite demanding. Anyway, this is Rick Bell with HeavenlyWarriors.com. Go to our website uh, for more information. That's uh, HeavenlyWarriors.com. 
www.thebibleschool.com and join our mailing list so you can be advised of uh, upcoming teachings and things like that. God bless you. Keep fighting. Thank you for listening to Heavenly Warriors. You can find the show notes for this episode at heavenlywarriors.com. That's H-E-A-V-E-N-L-Y, warriors, W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S.com. If you like what you heard, make sure and subscribe to Heavenly Warriors and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Audible. Do you know someone who would enjoy Heavenly Warriors? Please share the love and send them a link to this episode. We only grow when our listeners share our podcasts, and we really appreciate it when you do. If you would like to get in touch with us for a question or a comment, you can go to our website, heavenlywarriors.com, and sign up for our contact list. Once you do, you'll receive a special email with the phone number to our listener helpline. 